Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ashley's Lesbian Lifestyle Podcast. Now, you've already read the title, so you know what this week's episode is about. It's about domestic violence in lesbian relationships. Now, I did do a little bit of research on this, and I will give you the statistics on it, okay? So it says about 43.8% of lesbians encounter domestic violence in their relationships, while only 35% of heterosexual women experience it in their relationships. And some say that the reason that it happens, uh, which there was no clear answer about the reason that it, it happens. But some say that some people are a product of their environment, meaning that they saw this growing up. Some studies say that lesbians or gay people in general are angry that they are gay in the first place. But since there was no real answer that I could find about why this happens, I honestly think that the aggressors in these situations don't even know why they do it. All right. But what I will say is that I need everyone listening to this. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell your family, whoever. Pay attention to red flags. Pay attention to the red flags. Domestic violence isn't only physical because violence comes in in every form, really, because before it gets physical, it's verbal, it's mental abuse. It's emotional abuse. So just pay attention to the red flags. And like I always do, I will give you advice based on my experiences, okay? So I will tell you. In my first domestic situation, it was a relationship, as I've always been, which I will never give the advice for any woman to do this. But I was I was always the breadwinner, the, the you know, I took care of everything, okay? Um, and I did not pay attention to the, pay attention to the red flags. I actually ignored them because I was one of those people that I always felt like, oh, I can change this person. And I always, always, always try to see the good in people because I think everyone has potential to be better than what they show. Right. So in my first situation, um, and I'll give you the day of actually, no, we'll go back. So. The person that I was in a relationship with, who shall rename, remain nameless, um, had a drinking problem that I ignored and come to find out that that was a history in her family. Her mom, her dad, her brothers, her siblings, they all had that same issue that I knew about it. I peeped it. I saw it. I realized it. But me being me, I'm like, OK, well, maybe I can save her. Maybe I can turn her off from this behavior wrong no one is going to change unless they want to no matter how badly you want them to change they are not going to do it until they're ready and to be honest some people are never ready some people die being the person or the people that they are okay so in that relationship I peeped the drinking issue and I thought that I could change her we would have arguments and that's how it starts we would have arguments of you know, her verbally abusing, her just tearing down, calling names, yelling, and me trying to defuse the situation because my temperament, if you talk to any of my exes, one thing that they will tell you is that I, I'm not a yeller. I don't yell at people. I don't curse people out. I don't tear them down. I do not call names. Why? Because I know how that feels. And I'm never trying to make anyone feel the way that I felt at my worst. That's not my MO. I, I, that's not my temperament, to simply put it. That is not my temperament, okay? 
So again, I peeped the drinking issue and I thought that I could change her. So fast forward. One night, I got off of work, got off work about 5.30, right? By the time I got off of work, um, my girlfriend, now ex, was drunk. She had been drinking because, again, I was the breadwinner. She did not work. So she had all day to drink and all day to, to you know, get involved in her vices. Uh, and her mom, again, had the same issue, the same drinking problem. So she was already drunk as well. Came home. And I already knew what the the environment would be prior because at work, while I was at work that day, we had been arguing through text and it started off as something like, hey, can you get me this from the store so I can have it when I get off? And then that, you know, turned into an argument and it's just like, here we go again. Literally, when I got off work that day, I did not think that the evening would be what it was. Okay. So since I already knew you know, how things were going to go. I pretty much stayed to myself. But with anyone who's ever been involved with anyone that has a drinking issue, even if you stay to yourself, they are it, they are looking for a problem. They are going to want a problem. They're not going to be satisfied until they get into an issue. So stay to myself. Boom, she busts in the door. Yelling, cursing me out, just saying all this other, say, just being hurtful as she always did when she was drinking. And side note, never justify a person's bad behavior. Never do that. And that's something that I always did. So anyway, she burst in the door, had an issue. And um, that turned physical. And for me, she threw the first punch. Now, I'm never the aggressor, but I will defend myself. So she threw the first punch. I went to defend myself and I'm not proud of this because I do not advocate for violence. But in that situation, when I was getting the best of her, her mother saw it and boom. So her mom jumps in and now it's I'm getting jumped. It's a whole I'm getting jumped situation. No one ever gets cool points for jumping anybody. But so I get jumped and it was a situation when I literally tried to fight my way from the bedroom to the front door to get out of the house because I don't care who you are you could be the baddest person in the world you're not winning against two people so literally while I have two people on me hitting me going at me I'm trying I'm saying let me out let me get away let me do this let me do that and I'm like I'm calling the police and as I'm trying to dial the number they're they're trying to fight my phone out of my hand because they know they're in the wrong and that if I call the police that they are going down right so by the grace of God I end up calling the police um go out of the house run out of the house and I live in a state I live up north there's snow and this was in the dead of winter I got out of there with no coat no shoes only socks and the pants and short sleeve shirt that I had on that night right call the police uh, the police come out, they are belligerent and not to get into any racial matters, but they are of a different race than I am. So when the police came, they think it's funny. They're like, oh, you let two white girls beat you up? Mean, and by the way, I am, I look battered, clothes, torn, bruises, scratches, all that, right? So they say, you let two white girls beat you up. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and they laugh it off. And they are belligerent, yelling, cursing out the cops, just saying, just doing extra, right? 
Nothing ever happens to them. And when the police come back down to talk to me, I say, I want them arrested. I want to press charges. And the cop says, well, if we arrest them, everyone's going to jail, even you. And because I have a, a amazing family and amazing parents, I say that is completely okay. Arrest me. I will be out within the hour. And they say, oh, no, no, no. It's not worth the paperwork. So they didn't get arrested at that moment. I had to call a friend to come get me. Um, and we went to two different police precincts to for me to do a police report and to have them take pictures of my bruises my injuries and all that stuff long story short um charges were pressed they did get arrested um fines classes drug and alcohol classes and all that stuff and now they have a record so in that situation, again, there were red flags. It started off verbal because I'll tell you, domestic violence isn't just a one-off situation. It's like a snowball effect. When you send a snowball down a hill, it's, it only gets bigger. So if you ignore those, those first signs, those first red flags, it's going to get bigger and it's only going to get worse. We cannot, you cannot change anyone that has that, that has that inside them. Everyone's not like that. But at the end of the day, you can't change anyone. Okay. So another experience, my second domestic violence situation. And that one I won't go too far into. Um, but I'll say that the second situation that I was in my, of course, now ex, her deal was that she was like emotionally stunted as a child because she didn't have a very good childhood her mom dated people that beat her. And I will say she was a product of her environment. She would, and this is how it started with her. When she would be upset with me, when we, we would have arguments, she would punch walls. She would, she would tear me down verbally, like daggers, like no one else, right? And that's how it started. And, and just like I did in my first situation, I tried to ignore it. Because I'm like, okay, maybe my good treatment of her will change her. And again, I cannot stress enough. We cannot change anyone. Because what ends up happening is that while we're trying to change someone and turn them good, that is at the detriment of ourselves. We end up pouring into their cups, leaving ours empty. So even if we could change somebody, even if we could make someone make different decisions when they are upset, that is at our expense. Then, then what do we have? And I have a theory. This is my theory. I think that all bad people, and I say bad people loosely, uh, for lack of a better word, but I think all people that have issues, they have those issues because of things that they've been through in life, because of things that, that have happened to them. And for me, I've been through traumatic experiences some that most people couldn't survive, but I survived it. But I think that in ourselves, we could either give in to nature and let that change us. Because I will admit that when you do go through things or when you do experience things, and especially in childhood, which is the most important uh, part of our development, when you do go through those things in childhood, it, we, we have a choice to make as we get older. Do we want to give in and, and let this change us or do we want to fight? 
to be the people that we want to be. And in my childhood, I grew up and, and again, I'll say my parents are amazing. Um, but again, some people are product of, product of their environment. So my mom was a yeller. My mom was a cursor. My mom was a tear downer. She's a different person now. She hasn't been that person, I would say, in a good 10, 12 years. Okay. Obviously, because when people get older, they need help and and all the other stuff. So she's not that person anymore. But as a child growing up, that's who she was. And for me, instead of me saying, oh, I this is how I grew up. This is what I'm used to. I'm this I'm going to reflect that same, you know, behavior. I did the opposite of that. I said, because this is what I experienced growing up, I'm never going to make anyone feel the way that I felt growing up. I want to be the person that I needed growing up. And that's what I've done. And I'm not going to tell you that, oh, it's easy. Anyone can do it. No, it takes it takes time. It takes work. It takes thought. It takes everything. It takes therapy. I've been to therapy and therapy helps. And and I will say another red flag in, in that second situation that I brought up about how my ex was emotionally stunted as a child because of her childhood. She was another person that dealt with I wouldn't say she had a drinking problem, but she drank. She She wouldn't drink until she was like fall down drunk. But drinking every day was a thing and she did smoke weed every day, which was not my thing because, again, I've been to therapy, I've paid for it. So I know that those are vices, those are you're trying to suppress the way you really feel. But the thing about it is, and I don't even know if these people know it, but when you drink and you do drugs like that, you're doing that to ease the pain of whatever you're feeling. But when those things wear off you're going to be stuck with yourself. So why not fix yourself instead of trying to suppress yourself? Those are two completely different things. But like I said, I didn't want to make anyone feel like I felt growing up. So I've I've never been the aggressor in that way. And when you do go through those things, it's I don't want anyone to ever be angry at the world because at the same time, like I said, that there are red flags that present themselves. And at the end of the day, when all is said and done, while I can be angry at those people because they did physically violate me, they did physically hurt me. I raised my hand. Who is to blame here? I, me, I am. Ashley of Ashley's Lesbian Lifestyle Podcast is me because I chose to put myself in those situations. I chose to stay. I made the decision, the wrong decision, thinking that I could change these people. And hey, it's it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. And I would say for any people who have been survivors in domestic violence situations know it's not your fault but while it's not your fault you do have to take accountability because it takes two people to be in that situation it takes two it takes one person to be the aggressor and it takes one person to uh be the enabler i knew there were issues in those two relationships long before it got physical but I chose to stay. 
So I can only tell you guys my experiences, but I'm not going to blame those people because it ultimately it was my decision to stay. And I'll say just no. In this life, we cannot change anyone and we cannot help anyone that does not want to be helped. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Okay. There've been times where in, in the latter uh, experience that I've told you guys, I suggested, hey, let's, because I was already in therapy and I said, hey, let's go to couples therapy or you can even go to therapy. I'll pay for it because I had the better job. I'll pay for you to get therapy to help yourself because as a couple, if you help yourself, you're helping us together. You're helping us as a couple. And that's another thing. Yes, you can be in a relationship. You can be a couple, but you're still individuals. So just because you become one as a couple, you're still individuals, meaning you have to work on your individual self. If one person isn't working on their individual self, that is detrimental to the couple, which a lot of people don't think. A lot of people are very codependent. Do not be codependent. And I know it's easier said than done, but hey, all I can say is therapy works, people. Drugs and alcohol are not the answer. You can't help anyone until you help yourself. So in closing, and as harsh as it sounds, people, if it comes down to you trying to help someone or you trying to help yourself, you choosing someone or you choosing yourself, always choose yourself. And that sounds very terrible and selfish. But relationships end. People leave. You leave. But in your exit or their exit, you still need to be left with something. And let that be you. If it comes down to a drag out fight, and I don't mean physically, but if it comes down to that in a relationship, you need to be the, the last one standing. Domestic violence is a traumatic experience that people go through I've been through that and in a lot of cases we don't just walk away from that a lot of people lose their lives in those battles and if you're lucky you're alive to tell the story and give advice about it but there are some people who have lost their lives in 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 that so I will say to all of my listeners just please be beware of the red flags First, it starts, uh, you know, with lack of respect and, and, and they try to devalue you. But that's just a test to see how far that they can go. If you stay when they lose respect for you, if you stay for for them calling you names, for them trying to tear you down, then, oh, hey, you'll stay for them to put their hands on you. And that's just fact. And I tell everyone and I give advice based on my experiences, because like I always say, I never want anyone to go through what I've been through. Please, if you are listening to this, learn from me. Everyone doesn't make it out of domestic violence situations alive. And like I started, there was no clear answer about why domestic violence is so prevalent in the lesbian and gay community. But hey, there are red flags. There always are. So if you see them, if you notice them, please get out of that because it's not going to get better. 
it's not going to get better. So with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. That is the end of this topic. And people, please, um, as I always say, I do have a YouTube. Um, It's Ashley actually uh, on YouTube. (laughs) So that's A-S-H-L-I-I-A-C-T-U-A-L-L-Y on YouTube. And I'm really open for suggestions at this point. If you guys have any topics that you'd like me to discuss. And like I said, I will be having guests on on this podcast uh, here pretty soon. Um, just let me know. Message me on, on YouTube. Or you can message me at ashleyactually at gmail.com. That's A-S-H-L-I-I-A-C-T-U-A-L-L-Y at gmail.com. Just give me some suggestions. Even if you would like to be a guest on this uh on this podcast uh just let me know hit me up message me and that is all we have for you tonight have a good day guys